tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Amen. You can have a seat. You know, it's the truth of the reality is there is victory for us who follow Jesus and who trust in God. But the reality is we go through storms. I mean, we're going through a storm right now. (laughs) Uh, We don't know when exactly it's going to hit uh, here in our area. It's already beginning to come to the coast and and we know it's gonna be uh, high winds and all that. But in life, there are a lot of storms. Uh, We face difficulties and struggles. Uh, We can feel abandoned or left alone. But the truth is, is that God is with us. Even in the midst of all the different pains that we go through and all the things that we struggle with. Thank you, Haley. Uh, God is with us. Uh, And we're to remember that we are God's, his children, his precious ones that he holds dear and that we are his. Uh, We're not abandoned. We're not alone. We're not left out or disregarded. But it's also when we face opposition, we, we understand there's a real enemy out there that becomes in full view of us when we face the pains of life. And we can feel like giving up. But then we, like this song, are to remember God. That we have been grafted in, adopted in, and we're in God's forever family. And though we face desert times or times of opposition, we are not alone. (laughs) All powerful, almighty, all everything God is with us, holding us uh, like we hold a fragile butterfly. That's one of the reasons why um, one of my favorite Psalms is, is Psalm 139. And if you have a Bible, you can flip over to that or just let me read it to you, the first part of that. Psalm 139 says, Oh Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You've searched out my path and my lying down and are acquainted, really that word there means intimately acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. And the psalmist even goes on, such knowledge is too wonderful me for me. It's too high that I cannot attain that the God of the universe would hold us in the palm of his hand. That's God. He cares that much about us. And I don't know what pains you're going through today, whether you're online watching or whether you're here in person, but the truth is the human experience includes pain. And uh, God has given us an opportunity to help persevere through pain and to process our pain. And actually that's what Psalm 129 is all about this morning. By the way, good morning. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and I'm glad that you've chosen to be here. Um, we, we experience pain. At this part, again, as I said, the human experience. Physical pain of an accident, a, a medical issue, or just getting older. <laughs> I get this pain in my shoulder right now. I'm not so sure what's happening. But <clears throat> then there's the very real emotional pains like neglect, relationship issues, death, shame, hurtful words, people that have accosted us with hurtful things and words, and even pains we've walked into ourselves, the consequences of not living life God's way or 
the persecution of following Jesus's way in a sinful world. So how do we process all this pain and find victory? Because sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. Well, as ancient Israel uh, would make their way to Jerusalem to deepen their connection with God and to, to align better their life his way and be filled full of all they would learn about God, they would recite our next psalm in this series of the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 129, proclaiming God brings victory and pain. But all that requires trust. But much like a climber, puts trust in, in whether it's the rope that they put trust in or whether it's uh, their, their, their shoes or the different holds that hold them to the rocks or their harness. They put trust in this equipment. And the reason they do, because there is a constant force that wants to hurl them to the ground. It's called gravity. Gravity is always working against them. They're fighting that constantly, but they put their trust in their equipment and they move forward. Well, just much like the same in climbing in life, that pull of sin wants to hurl us down. And yet we can trust God and who he is and his character, that he's loving and he's kind and he's caring. And that his way, his path is the right way to go. It's that right move up the mountain. It's the, it's the way to go. But it takes trust because there's a lot in life we don't understand. And yet when we choose to trust in our amazing God and hold tight to who God is and his great and precious promises, there is help and there is hope and there's even peace. And Psalm 129 reminds us to place our trust in God when these pains happen. So I'd like for us this morning to explore uh, Psalm 129 and learn two ways uh, to process pain for confidence in processing pain happens when we place our trust in God. But before we do and look into this, before we look at this Psalm, uh, let's pray. And if you wouldn't mind standing once again, let's pray and ask God to, to bless us. I'm glad that you're here, whether online or those of you who brave the storm, even though it's not even hardly raining now, but it's, it's, I'm glad you're here and, uh, and we're gonna have a great time this morning. But let's pray. Father God, thank you that in all of your word, you help prepare us for life. And specifically, Lord, this Psalm, as we process through the pains of life. And Lord, I know that every single person that hears my voice and in this room has experienced pain. And, and Lord, I know some are experiencing great pain even right now. And so God, I'm asking that you would minister to us in your way, Holy Spirit, wrap around us and help us to understand what you want us to gain this morning, that we can process pain your way and help us in the process. Be with us, guide us, and may we gain something from our time together in your word today, we pray in the name of Jesus, amen. You can have a seat and I encourage you to take uh, out the outline in that uh, uh, folder that Haley was talking to you about earlier. Uh, inside that is that card. Again, that card is very precious to us. Uh, they get passed around, photocopied and passed around to all of our uh, uh, prayer team members, unless it says confidential on there and then it just goes to the pastors and the elders. But they, the rest of the week, they sit on my desk and this, I pray for them throughout the week. And then this morning, I had a wonderful time praying for you and just sitting with you in some of the struggles you did. And you can write me a note. By the way, if you do write me a note, let me know who you are. 
because I'm praying for this mystery person here. And I know sometimes I want to make it nominous, but hey, it's just me and you. So let's uh, feel free to um, put that out there and encourage you to do that. Uh, I encourage you to take some notes. So online, you can find all this information on there. Just uh, tune in and or go to the website and get the information downloaded or just take a paper out and not jot down some notes. There are a ton of extra verses that I give to you. Uh, some of you who've been with me as I preach, you, you know that I give out a lot of extra verses. And the reason I do that is so that you would take one or two of those verses or all of them and just look them up throughout the week and, and be encouraged. That's why we produce this study guide. It's in the lobby uh, here. It's also online. If you go out these double doors here and turn right, there's a desk there that says resources. It's just sitting in there. And in there, there's all the, all the answers to the fill in the blanks uh, of the outline, but also all the verses that I'm going to that I use. And then there's some great questions that our life group uses and you can use that for personal study. If you go to our website and there's a, a section called Revive, usually it's on the front page there. That helps you with all the different links and different stuff that we give to help you process through the things that you learn on a Sunday or just throughout the, the week. You can look at that. There's also a link to our podcast, which we do mostly every week. And I'm hoping we're going to be doing that this week. Uh, and I'll be jumping in on that, but I encourage you to listen to that. You'll be uh, blessed. But if you've been with us at all this summer, you know that we've been walking through this special grouping of psalms called the Psalms of Ascent. These psalms were the traveling music uh, that pilgrims experienced as they made their way to Jerusalem. I'm not talking about the pilgrims that came to the U.S. These are when you're on a pilgrimage, you're moving forward to something special that kind of pilgrims. But they were heading their way to the temple in Jerusalem to better connect with God. And these songs, these readings, help people prepare themselves for that experience to connect with God and also help them process the pains of life. And in that, they were actually connecting to God along the way. So there was a really great opportunity. Now, when Jesus came, he actually moved the temple from Jerusalem to the human heart. And if you want an understanding of that, if you read uh, John chapter four, when he meets with the woman in the well, he talks about we're gonna be worshiping not in one hill or the other, but we'll be worshiping in spirit and truth. And that's that that inner uh, uh, time in uh, your life and that that time when you come to know the Lord, he comes to dwell with you. And if you want a Bible verse about how that was changed, Matthew chapter 27, verse 51, is when Jesus died, that says the temple, the the big curtain, 13-inch curtain between the Holy of Holies and the holy place in the temple in Jerusalem was torn in half. It was a great symbolization that God no longer dwells in that area hidden by a big curtain. He now is open and dwells in the human heart. And so we can connect with God anytime and anywhere. And these Psalms give us focus and insight and ways to process all that we experience. And Psalm 129 encourages us to trust in God while processing the pains of life. For confidence in processing pain Processing pain happens as we place trust in God. And so I'd like for us to look at these, at the first of these two ways to process pain, we are to persevere through pain. So if, you, if you're already in Psalm 139, just go back 10 Psalms to uh, Psalm 129. And let me read for you the first part of these verses, verses uh, one to four. Uh, Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, greatly have they afflicted me from my youth. And yet they have not prevailed against me. Oh, the plowers plowed upon my back and made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous. He has cut the cords of the wicked. The picture is a picture of perseverance, of grit, the choice to hold on and to keep going, to not give up, nor play the victim and blame. 
It's, it's that willingness and action to keep on keeping on, not based on human strength and ability, but founded on the growing trust in our powerful, caring, and very present God. When Moses was encouraging Joshua, who had the daunting task of both leading a very difficult and self-focused and obstinate people, that's Israel and and really us, uh, facing many enemies, Moses said this to Joshua. Be strong and courageous in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse six. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. That's the enemies of life and the people you're leading. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And that is same for us. It is true for us. God is right with us, even in the pains of life. And just because we experience pain doesn't mean that God is absent. But we experience pain. Like learning we've been deceived by a friend, struggling with an unexpected death, being neglected, rejected, passed over, lied to, facing scary medical realities and financial struggles, even inner turmoil like depression or anxiety or loneliness. And even when we are harmed by others, both physically or emotionally, like I don't know if you've watched the news and seen the death toll continue to increase in Maui. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. You just kind of blink your eyes and say, this must be a dream. But people are facing great devastation of this natural disaster, this fire. But it's not just that part of the world. I mean, Ukraine has been in war forever, it seems. This world is full of pain and hardships and turmoil and tribulation. But we are not alone. You are not alone. I'm not alone. Jesus is right here with us in the midst of it all. And we can endure. We can persevere. And we will overcome. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I've said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus was really clear. In this world, you will face nothing but roses and sunshine and butterflies. No, he said, you're gonna face tribulation. You're gonna face suffering and pain. It's part of the human experience. But even in the midst of it, we can have peace. That shalom we've been talking about, that's really a central theme throughout these Psalms of Ascent, that um, shalom of God, that, that, that connectedness with him, that sense of, of a settling of our soul that we can have together with God. So we can persevere if we so choose by trusting in God. Now, it does mean that we say that this pain is real. We don't just pretend it's not there. Oh, it doesn't hurt. No, it hurts. I mean, look, look at the Psalm, verse, verse three, Psalm 129. The, the, the plowers plow upon my back. They're, they made long their furrows. I mean, that's talking, boy, the whip marks in the back, the, 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 the strain of the, the rope on the back, it's there. It's, it's, the, the reality is, uh, it hurts. 
So it's okay to share how we feel. And we should not downplay or exaggerate our pain. It's good to express it with tears and words and prayer to God. Psalm 62, eight says, trust in him at all time, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And has the word selah, which is a wonderful word. It, it, it does mean pause, but it doesn't mean just pause. It means let the word soak in that God is our refuge and that we are to open our heart and tell God exactly how we feel, even if it sounds a little bit harsh. Matter of fact, I want you to just take your, take your Bible. Go ahead and turn to, <clears throat> to Psalm 62. And let me just read to you this psalmist. Uh, what, what they're talking about in here is they walk through some of the pains of life in here. They're also walking through the truth of how they believe in God. Listen to this, Psalm 62.1. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock the strength of my, my, and my salvation, my fortress, I shall not be greatly shaken. But here's the honesty. How long will all of you attack a man to batter him? Like a leaning wall, a, a, a tottering fence. They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouth, but inwardly they, they curse. He's expressing that outpouring of heart. But then back to God. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. My hope is from him. He only is my rock of salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation, my, my glory, my rock, my refuge. And then verse eight, trust in him at all times, O people, pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge, a refuge for us. Selah. It's raw emotions, being honest and open with God. So are you? Maybe it's an opportunity for you to really vent what you're feeling. Believe me, God can take it. I mean, just look at how David vents before the Lord in all the different Psalms. I feel like I'm in a pit. You know, God, why are you forsaking me? He knows that God's not left him, but he feels that way and he's just expressing it. We can trust in God because he is willing to listen, but he also sets limits to our suffering. But back in Psalm 129, it says, he has cut the cords of the wicked. He's held back, cut off the, the, the further plowing of those who are against God's plan. He's released the bonds, the wicked that have, that have, that have held us and bound us up because there is a point that God says enough. Now, yes, we don't understand why we or others suffer the way we do or the way they do. With others, <clears throat> that's their story with God. But with us, we may never get a reason. So we can either choose to persevere in trust of God, leaning into his character over our confusion, or we can turn bitter and play the victim. To get caught in that victim cycle of everything's negative. Why is this happening to me? All those kind of things. But yet there is a blessing and victory in trusting God. Now, I, I, I use this verse many times, but if you, if you want to turn to it, you can. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Verse seven, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. That fear of the Lord is that reverent respect of God. That means that we realize how awesome and amazing and powerful he is. And we submit to that in trust saying, okay, God, I may not understand all that's going on here, but I'm gonna trust you over my confusion of what's happening. And I'm gonna lean on you as we walk through this storm together. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And here's what happens, verse eight. He will, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. It doesn't mean the pain will end, but they will be healing and refreshment and evil will not prevail. Jeremiah 1, 19 says, they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. God says, for I am with you, declares the Lord to deliver you. God is our great deliverer. The evil will not prevail this pain, this struggle, this storm that you're facing. God will put a limit to that. First Peter 5.10, it gives us hope here. It says, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. There will be an end and God will bring about victory. And in all the pain and suffering, God is drawing us near to him and wants us to draw closer in relationship with him. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So we're to lean in with trust. Trust that God has you, sees you, knows you, and is working his plan. Yes, express the hurt, but look for God's comfort and move away from blame because we're all tempted to take on that victim mentality where we stay in that negative cycle, reciting how bad it is and how horrible it is and, and feeling entitled that we should not experience pain. Pain shouldn't come our way. That's not fair. Taking no responsibility in judging others. And yes, we, we easily slip into that. It's part of that sin nature, we, that sin suit that we live in. Yet with God, with Christ, there is victory. You know how I know that? It's because though Jesus hung on the cross and breathed his last, on that third day, he walked out of that tomb. He was seen by hundreds of people. It is as much of a verified, verified fact as any fact in history, even more so. And because of that, because of that victory over sin, we know that Christ gives us victory. Whether it's in this life or beyond, there will be victory. See, pain is not defeat. Pain is actually a pathway to walk victoriously with God because he is with us. And we just sang this, Romans 8, 31. What, shall then, what then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So let's choose to persevere through pain. God is with us. God sets limits. God turns what seems to be a defeat into a victory. That's where we can place our focus as we struggle and as we face pain. For confidence in processing pain happens as we place our trust in God. So where is your trust in God? 
Make the choice to trust him more. Well, the other way Psalm 129 gives to process pain is to pray through the pain. So if you may be in Proverbs, go back to Psalms. 129 again, and now let's look at the last half of this verse. Verse five to eight. May all who hate Zion, and Zion is, is God's people, Israel. And if you're a believer, you've been grafted into that, adopted into that. But it's also the city, God's city, Jerusalem, but it's also God's plan for life. May all who hate Zion be put to shame and turned backward. Let them be like the grass on the housetop, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor the binder sheaves his arms, nor do they say who pass by, blessed, the blessing of the Lord is be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. This is a prayer. It's a prayer when we face pain to pray against the enemy. And when we pray, some amazing things happen. For Philippians 4, 6 and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We experience shalom, peace, when we turn in trust and interact with God. So interact with him. Yes, pour out your heart and pray for strength to endure and to persevere, but also pray against evil and that the enemy's plans would not prevail. Yes, people can do evil and hurtful things, but they are just pawns in the enemy's hand. And so it's a prayer, not against your human enemies, but against God's enemy. And not just the evil we face, but all evil. Remember Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And we are to pray against the evil plans of the enemy, the devil, Satan, all of that, 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 that they will be put to shame, that those plans of the enemy will fail and that nothing would be productive in that. Like they're going to harvest and nothing's gonna happen because we're praying against those. When we experience the pain from the evil one, we're to pray. Pray for this and all evil to fail and that the enemy would be thwarted. The Bible calls these imprecatory Psalms, which literally means a spoken curse. If you want a list of them, I'm going to give you ones in Psalms here. Psalm 5, 6, 11, 12, 35, 37, 40, uh, 52, 54, 56, 58, 69, 79, 83, 137, 139, and 141. And there's also others, ones all throughout the Bible. These are prayers directed against God's enemies and God's enemy rather than the humans used by the enemy. Look beyond them. In that, we are to pray for discernment. We're to pray against them, but also pray for discernment. Prayers to see the evil and the schemes of the enemy behind these actions. Truth is clear. God's word is truth. And we are to pray so that we can see the difference between what is of God and what is not. If it doesn't line up with God's character or his word, it's not of God. 
And so we are to not to bless that which is evil. Isaiah 20, verse, uh, 5 verse 20 says it really clearly. Those who call evil good and good evil who put, uh, excuse me, woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We're to be careful and we would be discerning. And sometimes it's not so easy. Sometimes look, things look like they're right. And sometimes even in the name of God, but yet they're not of God. They don't line up with the character of God nor his principles in the, his word. And as Ephesians 5, 10, 11 says, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And so as 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, we're to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. In other words, take a look at this thought of what's happening, put it to scripture. Does it match up? If it doesn't match up, it's not of God. In so doing, we see the enemy's work and call it what it is, that it's not of God. And we're to choose to trust God more for confidence in processing pain happens when we place our trust in God and his word and his character. Put that energy behind pain to prayer, to prayer against the enemy and for discernment. And as we do that, that peace, that shalom of God will flood over us. I know, I know it happens to me. When I'm wrestling with issues, I pray. I pray to God that, that first of all, the enemy would be thwarted and then I pray for discernment. <laughs> and lately, God's been waking me up between two and four every morning to pray. Maybe it's because there's just no noise there and I can just concentrate and pray. And, and honestly, it happens. I, I, I'm praying and I don't, I, you know, some great revelation of God doesn't happen, happen but there is a de definite sense of peace. It reminds me that God is in control. And that he will deal with these things. And I pray for discernment and wisdom and against the enemy. And that peace of God rests on my soul. And I can make it through and think clearly and not let fear and all those things take over. You see, to the climber, gravity is that constant force to battle. For us, it's the evil one. Sin and the, the world that's not going God's way. And so we will in life experience pain. Psalm 129 gives us these two ways to deal with pain. To persevere through pain, for God is with us and he sets limits and he brings victory, but also to pray through pain, to pray against the enemy and for discernment. In all this, trusting God for confidence in processing pain happens as we place our trust in God. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you um, that even in the pains of life, well, mostly in the pains of life, really, you are right there. And I know, Lord, sometimes we get so clouded by fear and the issue at hand, or we're just taken by grief or, or the overwhelmness of that pain, and we forget. We forget to be strong and courageous to stand up because we're children of you. So God, help us and encourage us. Coach us along the way. Help us to sense your presence, even in the midst of the darkness of the pains that we go through. And God, help us, comfort us, encourage us. 
Help us if, even if it's just taking that one step forward, help us in that. Lord, I'm thankful that you're a God who cares, a compassionate God who loves. And just like a good parent stoops down to face their child eye to eye, you've stooped down in the form of a human like Jesus and come and lived among us. You understand our pains. You know us. And Lord, I'm thankful for that. You get me and the things that I go through. And you you still love me. (laughs) Lord, may we all cling on to you and to trust in you that you're walking us through the struggles of life. We pray this because of you, Jesus. Amen.